It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Face off left side of Aiden Hill. Puck drop, Calgary's got it. Extra attacker on. Gaudreau put it back to Anderson. Cross ice, Hannafin. The shot! That went off of something, maybe Hill, and just went wide into the corner. The Sharks lift it up. There's a chance now. Hurdle shoots for the hat trick. He scores! Tomas Hurdle gets the hat trick. The fourth of his career. 41.2 seconds to go. And the Sharks are up 5-3. Yeah, I did like the fight. I thought it was a response game for us. So, you know, between the second and third, we said, look, we're in the same position. Um, as we were last game, and, and we got to show that we learned from it, and uh, um, you know, so, show some maturity in our game. Um, you know, that's a good team, and they, they get behind you. Uh, they leave, they blow the zone early, and it's, it's a tough team to play against that way. Um, I don't think we were great defensively tonight. I thought Hiller made some big saves when he needed to. Um, you know, and, and scoring four goals, five goals at the empty net allows that margin for error to be a little bigger than it has been so um i think that's that's you know special teams there's a difference tonight that was uh, that was the game all right good morning everybody how are we doing hope everybody is having themselves a nice time waking up winners after the san jose sharks post an awesome come from behind 5-3 win over calgary just a very, very impressive victory for a number of reasons for the San Jose Sharks. But before we go any further, let us now look at the big picture. After 26 games, the San Jose Sharks have a record of 14 wins, 11 losses, and one overtime loss, 29 points. The win bounces them up into fourth place in the Pacific Division, three points back of Edmonton. Four points back of Anaheim, which no one saw them being in second place in the division after 27 games that they've played. And then the Sharks are, of course, now six points back of Calgary, who they beat last night. The second consecutive win against Calgary this year. And if my math is correct, that means the San Jose Sharks are undefeated in divisional play so far this year. No more qualifiers. I don't need to know how many divisional games they've played. All I need to know is that the Sharks are undefeated within the Pacific Division, so that is huge. Now, if we take a look at the overall wild card standings, because, of course, we have to pay attention to this. This is what the reality is. The San Jose Sharks are currently at the top of the wild card uh, in front of Colorado and then Dallas, and then Vegas is in fourth place, Winnipeg, L.A., on and on and on and on and on. But that was a game that could have gone a lot of different ways last night. You had a very frustrating situation in game four of that road trip in which you only give up a goal to the Rangers and you lose. You don't even walk away with a point from that, which to me has just got to be gut-wrenching to do so much right to only give up one goal but still not, not walk away with even a point, 
let alone a win. I mean, my Lord, you've got to be extremely frustrated after that game. And then you have the game in the Columbus where you do give yourself two leads on the road in the fifth game of a road trip in which you just love to walk away with a four and one roadie and you don't do it. You have some collapses in the third period. You give up two quick goals, unable to fight your way back into it. And you lose the final two of that road trip. You go three and two, which is still good, which is still very good compared to last year as well. But there was a little bit of a momentum swing. But one thing that occurred within the course of that game against Columbus is that Tomas Hurdle got a goal. And right now the correction is occurring because Tomas Hurdle followed up that one goal in on Sunday's game with a hat trick last night. And he was impactful last night. He was making things happen. That was overall huge. You had Aiden Hill bouncing back from a rough performance against Columbus. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, only two of the goals that he gave up tonight were quote unquote his fault, but I really didn't have a problem with any of them. I thought he battled. I thought he made a number of good saves. And let's not kid ourselves. You know, Calgary is a very, very good team. You know, very, very good. There's a reason they've been one of the best teams to start off this year, and the Sharks have beaten them twice now. So that is huge as well. Um, you know, you got Logan Couture scoring. You got Eric Carlson scoring, which is a huge momentum swing. You got Tomas Hurdle scoring. Your big players are scoring big goals. So that's all of what's got to happen. But, you know, the start of that game, and it's interesting because Bob Bugner said he liked the start. I noticed that right off the bat, the Sharks were not buzzing, which I don't have a problem with because... The Sharks, sometimes when they're buzzing early, they do not always have the uh, the consistency of that over the course of the game. And they started out just trying to control things. And then they give up that early goal. It was like, wow, that didn't seem like that was going to come. And then, you know, Calgary was really putting it on the Sharks. And they were out shooting them early on in that game. I mean, over the course of the game, they outshot them. But even though the Sharks looked like they were playing a controlled game, it wasn't yielding the results they wanted right away. But, you know, a couple of early factors in that game, the fact that the Sharks were able to tie it up on a power play goal, and that's just so huge because the power play was abysmal on the road trip, and it's not been good as of late. The Sharks, you know, I think they got it more into their heads that they've got to be A, more aggressive early on in the power play, and B, just be a volume shooting team on the power play, which is something that, that we heard from Andrew Cogliano, and that's just, it's it's necessary. you got to just put shots on net, get a rebound, get a deflection, see what happens. I felt like the Sharks were able to do that last night, but even though they walk away with a 1-1 game after the first period, you did have the feeling that that first period could have been worse, or excuse me, 2-1 after the first. You did feel that it was had the chance to be a worse outcome, and then you're down 3-1, and you really think what's going to happen next at that point because it didn't it didn't seem like it was going to go well. It didn't seem like it was going to be a good situation for the team. It seemed like they could have dropped off, and there's a lot of teams that would fold in that situation, just kind of pack it in and try to play you know, mistake-free hockey, not be as aggressive. It was not what the Sharks decided to do in that moment. The Sharks went at it. They got more aggressive, and it was huge with Eric Carlson – Coming out of the box after, I mean, that sequence, he whiffs on a puck at the point to keep it in the zone, goes back and tries to recover on it, and then flips it out for a delay of game. I was like, Eric, buddy, what are you doing right now? And I was feeling frustrated with Eric Carlson because, listen, I know Carlson is a polarizing guy, but I am a big fan of his, which makes it more frustrating when he has a sequence like that. And I was like, come on. And then he goes and scores that great goal to get the Sharks back into it. Huge momentum goal that you cannot put enough 
emphasis on because at that point you felt like the momentum really started to change and the Sharks quickly started to fight their way back into it. Penalty is over, but now here comes the power play influence as the Flames work it free, but the Sharks poked it aside. Nice play by Weatherby, headman by Couture, breakaway moving in, Carlson shoots, he scores! Weatherby made the first defensive play, Couture headmanned it up the middle, and Eric Carlson racing in by himself, dribbles it through with 9.52 to go in the second period. That's a big goal. The score is the Flames 3 and the Sharks 2. After that, you had the goal from Logan Couture. Carlson, strong game tonight, dishes off. Dolan in front, tip just wide by Benino. Benino behind the net, fed it to Dolan. Back down to the point, quick shot, tip, score! Eric Carlson shoots it with Couture in front of the net, and the Sharks tie the game with their second power play goal of the night. Then you had the second goal from Tomas Hurdle. Lead pass on the left, Burns against Gaudreau. Gaudreau moving in with a shot from the left side, turned away by Hill. Two minutes to play in the second. Sharks and Flames all tied at three. San Jose moving into the zone. Barabanov tees up, shoots the net, save made, rebound, hurdle, score! Barabanov put it to the net, and when you put it to the net, there are rebound opportunities, and Tomas Hurdle grabbed it and racked it in for his second goal of the night, his 11th of the season, and the Sharks have taken a 4-3 lead. That makes it 4-3, and the Sharks are sitting pretty after two periods having rallied from a 3-1 deficit to make it a 4-3 lead. In the third period, I thought, again, Calgary put a very good battle towards the Sharks, and Aiden Hill had to come up huge over the course of that entire period, just as he came up big over the course of the entire game. That was, I mean... I'm inclined to believe that that was a statement win for the San Jose Sharks for a number of reasons. A, it was the second win of the year against Calgary. B, it was a come-from-behind win. C, it involved all of their big players scoring those goals. Three from Hurdle, one from Carlson, one from Couture. I mean, in a game in which you do have Kevin LeBanc sitting on the bench, you do need other guys to step up and you need to get that message through to Kevin LeBanc like, hey, you're a healthy scratch for a reason. We're paying you to contribute. You need to be a contributing factor. You have a huge performance from your huge players. You need your big guys to have big games. And that, to me, really, really shone through in this one. And I think that watching that over the course of the game, watching the big guys step up, because I talked about it a lot. This was the start of a very important stretch of games for the San Jose Sharks. They have now won four out of their last six. We like that. But you do look at now, this was game one of a seven-game homestand in which they played a very good Calgary team. And next up, they have a very good Minnesota Wild team coming into town. And then they're going to have to face a pretty tough Dallas team after that. So it's not like the schedule's getting any easier. And, you know, no game is quote-unquote easy in the NHL. But the Sharks saw an opportunity even down 3-1 and took advantage of it. And I think that that overall team mentality to be able to get back into that game to fight and claw and do what they needed to do to get a goal and get themselves just going once again. That is a massive, massive performance for the team. And I think this was easily the biggest win of the year or the best win of the year. Maybe it wasn't the best that they played and it maybe wasn't the prettiest win, but I do think that when we're looking at, you know, after 26 games, what are the big wins? We have game one against Winnipeg. That was a big, big win. We have the first game of the COVID impacted Sharks against Winnipeg. That was a big, big game. You look at the earlier win on the road against Calgary when you were going out on a roadie and you didn't have a lot of your players due to COVID. That was big. 
You've had a couple of other wins interspersed in there where the Sharks, like Carolina, that's another one, where, but where the Sharks were not the favorite and they were able to walk away with wins. But that one last night, to come from behind in that fashion, I really think now that the rest of the league has to understand what the San Jose Sharks are. And, you know, look at Aiden Hill. Coming off not his best performance of the year against Columbus, gives up an early goal and has given up three goals by your by the time you're early in the second period, and then he just shuts it down. That, in and of itself, is going to be a factor for every team looking at the San Jose Sharks because they know that more often than not, the Sharks are getting good performances from Aiden Hill. They know that more often than not, the Sharks are getting good performances from James Reimer. Those two guys might be the MVPs of the season for the Sharks up to this point of the year because they have been consistent, they have been good, they have given the Sharks a chance to win. And even going down 3-1, to one, there wasn't more off after that. Now that's obviously a team performance, that's good blocking of shots, that's good contesting of passes and trying to fight down pucks and trying to win possession and win the battles. It's all of those things, but it is in particular indicative of what type of play you can get from your goalies, of what type of play you can consistently count on from your goalies. Are they going to have a bad night? Of course, every goalie in the NHL is going to have a bad night, but for the most part, Aiden Hill and James Reimer are having really, really good performances. And you appreciate that, and you hope that Reimer is going to be healthy and back out there again for the Sharks as soon as possible. But that reliable, consistent factor in net for the Sharks has been a huge part of why they are having the success they are early in the season. Or, you know, it's at the quarter point. I still think it's early. I know people might say it's too late to use early, but, you know, there's a lot that we're still learning about this team. And, you know, they haven't had too many come from behind wins this year. And anytime you're down by two and you do come back and win, it's an important, impressive performance. But this is one that I look at in, you know, the the total of the, the team in which you had maybe not the roughest start, but you find yourself in a 3-1 deficit, even if you were not playing horrible hockey, maybe a little bit sloppy, but not terrible by any means. And it was up to those guys to fight their way back into it. And they did. And, you know, to me, that is... Just so big. And you also look at the other contributing factors like the power play and like the penalty kill. I mean, it's hard to win the special teams battle if you don't draw any power plays or if you simply do not score on the power play. So for the Sharks to have the success that they did last night, scoring twice on the power play, on both of their power plays, I should say, and while shutting down Calgary, it's a pretty, pretty good formula to win a game, right? There's a reason we hear that from coaches and players all around the NHL. You win the special teams battle, you should win the game. Guess what? The Sharks won the special teams battle last night, and they won the game. And you combine that with the fact that they killed a penalty and immediately get a goal from Eric Carlson as he's coming out of the box to atone for his sins. I mean, that was just it was huge. It was a game of huge moments, and momentum is something that swings so wildly over the course of a game. I mean, we look at that game against Columbus for no better example of how momentum can swing from one side to the other. But the important thing is that when you do get that momentum is how do you turn it into a downhill game? And that was really interesting to me is that the Sharks in a 3-1 situation, Eric Carlson changed momentum from an uphill battle to a downhill game because it seemed like once the Sharks scored that second goal, the game was over. And Calgary really didn't have much of a response. They looked kind of shell-shocked, stunned that Eric Carlson scored that goal. It was like they expected to take that game over and they didn't expect the Sharks to have that fight back. And if I'm looking at big moments in the game, yes, early equalizer from Tomas Hurdle to make it 1-1 after you go down. And you know, all the goals were individually huge. I'm not trying to deny that, but the Eric Carlson goal 
in particular because of what had occurred. Like I said early, Car- Carlson, you know, he lets the puck come out and goes down and draws the delay of game penalty. It's like, what the hell just happened? And he comes out and he flips the entire momentum of the game. That is my easily my moment of the game. You know, you can point to some saves. You can point to some hat tricks, whatever. My personal opinion is that changed the entire dynamic of the game right there. And the Sharks were able to capitalize upon it. And in the past, the Sharks were not able to do that. Or they would get that goal and then relax again and let the other team in. The minute the Sharks got that goal, they really started to be the more aggressive team. They really started to go after the puck more. Calgary looked like they were on their heels. And everything swung in favor of the Sharks. And then they get the third goal. Tie it up. Then a fourth goal. I mean, you could just feel everything happening to take it from being in favor of Calgary to in favor of San Jose. Now, to be fair, I felt that Calgary was the more fortunate team up to that point, and maybe the Sharks were not deserving of being in a 3-1 deficit. That really doesn't matter, though. No matter what you deserve over the course of the game, that doesn't mean that's what you're going to get. The Sharks were in a position where they're down two goals, And they had to fight their way back into it. And that's exactly what they did. So for the Sharks to be able to take advantage of that situation, to shift momentum in their favor, to take advantage of momentum shifting into their favor, and then to continue to pile on and be the more aggressive team and take more control of the game. Because even though Calgary was getting looks and did outshoot the Sharks, it wasn't as high quality in a lot of them as I think they wanted them to be. And I think the Sharks did a really good job of contesting pucks in the neutral zone and did a really good job of contesting pucks um, when they got into the Sharks zone. Now, where the Sharks had trouble was keeping opportunities away from the front of the net because it seemed like that if the... Calgary's really good at this. It's not just that they enter the zone with speed. It's that even if they do enter the zone and have to slow down and take it outside to the point, that they're able to develop a two-man rush and have someone waiting back door so they can sling the puck across the front of the net and have someone waiting there to try and put the goalie in a bad situation. They do it over and over and over again, and it's something that I'd like to see the Sharks do more because you just see how much trouble it creates. But for the most part, the Sharks did a really good job of slowing down Calgary as they entered the zone, and Calgary is very good at developing speed once they do enter and have to slow down, but the Sharks, they were able to absorb that. And you could see the frustration building in Calgary with each passing goal the Sharks scored. It becomes a 4-3 game, and everything has changed at that point. And the Sharks, in the third period, really played good hockey, sound hockey. You know, you had a couple of nervous moments like Aiden Hill coming out of the net and maybe making a mistake in doing so, and, you know, just a couple of giveaways. But you don't have to play perfect. If you expect perfect play is the only way you're going to get a win, you're not going to win many games. You have to be able to make mistakes, but just not make the huge mistakes. And I thought that the Sharks did a good job of making the simple passes, of making the most of opportunities and possessions and trying to keep the puck in the Calgary zone and doing a lot of the little things. Even if a lot of the little things early in that game they were not doing as well as we know they're capable of, they stuck with it. They didn't get away from their game. They didn't try and play hero hockey. They just kind of stuck with their brand and they got themselves back into the game. And when you combine that with Logan Couture getting a goal, with Eric Carlson getting a goal, with Tommy Hurdle getting a hat trick, guess what? It adds up to a win. And it's it's an important win for the San Jose Sharks because obviously it bumped them up into fourth place and then back into first in the wild card standings. But 
It's two wins in the division over the division leader up to this point of the year. It's reminding the rest of the NHL that they can beat anyone on any night. And it's a quality come from behind win that the Sharks needed after two tough losses for totally different reasons to end that road trip and to start off the most important homestand uh, of the season and definitely the most important stretch of the season up to this point. Momentum, just as it swings within the course of a game, swings within the course of a road trip and over the course of a season. You would like to think that the Sharks will use the momentum that they have now after this one win to start off this homestand to lead them into more high-quality performances against high-quality opposition that's coming into town because that is exactly what they are going to need. All right, we're going to take a little break. On the other side, I was able to talk with Tomas Hurdle after his hat trick last night. He's going to join us, plus we're going to get into some other post-game reaction. That's all coming up next on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Brady has got it again on the point. Gives it to Hurdle on the right half boards. He fakes the pass back. Now backhands it off the boards. Back to Burns for the shot. Blocked by Mikhail Backlund. That broke his stick. Can the Sharks take advantage of this? Moving in Barabanov. Rink wide Hurdle. Fires Scar! What a beautiful goal by Tomas Hurdle and a tremendous pass across the rink. The Sharks score on the power play. Hurdle ties it 1-1. Yeah, he, he, he was frustrated for a couple weeks or a few weeks, uh, um, you know, getting chances but not putting it in. And, uh, you know, we had a talk the other day and he's, uh, you know, he just, he's good players do that. He's a, he's a, he's a heck of a player in this league. I think, uh, um, you know, you knew it was going to come just like Bonesy a few weeks ago when we were talking about it. Uh, you don't play that long in the league and have that much success. And, and, and just all of a sudden, you know, switch goes off. I think it was just a matter of time and, um, and staying positive for these guys. All right. We're here with the uh, Tomas hurdle after the sharks uh, come from behind win against Calgary, a uh, big picture, man. That's a game that you're down three, one, against a good team felt like it couldn't uh, could have gotten away uh, but you guys were able to rally and come get the win uh, did it, it feels pretty big from my point of view does it feel pretty big for you guys oh it's huge you know sometimes uh, when you're coming from big road trip you know the first game is the hardest and especially you know we got a really tough team against you know Calgary's in the in the top in the league and we've been down 3-1 it's not easy against team like that but we stay with it. We work hard. You know, all four lines plus Hill in the net. We just work hard and and we get a win. And it's huge, huge two points. You know, because we got big home stand right now. Yeah. How did you feel coming into this game? Because you guys, in the first four games of that road trip, you felt like you could have walked away maybe with four wins, or maybe you could have gotten a point against the Rangers. Third period looks like the legs get tired um, to finish out the road trip. And then tonight, you know, a little bit slow to start, but did you guys talk at all between the first and the second period? Did you have to regather a little bit, or did you just feel if you stuck with your game, it would swing your way? Yeah, we've been talking after first, you know, we have to just, every time we put puck down low and we forecheck, we get the puck back, you know, we have just small details in D zone, we don't cover them, and they, they score, you know, that's, they have a lot of skill players, so we kind of let, let them go. And after the second, we've been hard around the net and, and just work hard, you know. I just say sometimes it's tough when you're coming from big road tip, you got just one day, you know. It's all time different, you've been flying all over. So it's sometimes it's tough to the first game, but, you know, huge 
two points, but you know we're just starting because we got many Kanyab, not a really good team playing well. So we need every point to stay close to the in playoff race or in the playoff. You got back on the board against Columbus. Obviously, you got things rolling. Did it feel like when you got that goal that you'd be able to kind of get rolling after that, or was it just you know you kind of you wait for the goals to happen when they're there, they're there? Or that did you feel like you were going to have a breakout once you got that first goal? Or <laughs> it's it's tough to say, you know, like. It was, uh, you know, it's tough because I know from my line expected, and it's not about goals. You try. I think I, you you have chances. You make it play. Just the the goal. It's not going in, but you have to just stay with it and and play hard. And you know, it's eventually you you will score because you know it's not my first year NHL. So I you will get every year. You know, a couple of games you you can score. Sometimes when you work really hard, it's actually go other way. Sometimes we have to just relax, play our game, and everything will come, and I'm happy I could help the team tonight. So now this is the uh, the first win of a seven-game homestand. You guys have nine of the, concluding tonight, nine of the ten are now at home before the end of the year. Um, do you guys all look at this as the, you know, you got to win as many as possible and kind of use this as a, a statement period of the season? Oh, I think so, because especially if you get a lot, I know, Teams, you know, from Pacific Division, you know, we got, you know, Vancouver, we got Edmonton, Anaheim, all these teams, and it's four born games, and it will be really important. And and you just say, you know, we'll, you know, we have to get most points we can because, you know, it's it will be after that, you know, 35 games, almost half season, and after, you know, it's in January we get a couple of big road trips, you know, after it's the break and stuff. So we need to just keep going and take every single point and just play hard. Any plans on what you're going to do with all the hats? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I never got them. I think it's going somewhere, so it's <laughs> it's up to Sharks. So, but I'm just happy, you know, I can do again some hat trick. Nice, man. Well, congrats on the win and uh, keep it rolling. Thank you. Always fun talking to Tomas Hurdle, and yes, he is just as nice and polite as you imagine he would be. He is uh, he's the type of guy you want associated with your organization. I mean, that's what you also look at with Tomas Hurdle as we do know that there is the specter of the contract looming in the background, which he said actually is not being a big factor in anything that's gone on with his struggles as of late, or at least it's not something that he's thinking about. No, not at all. You know, I don't like put that into mind at all. You know, I just want to try to make hard. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, when you get the chance and you just try help the team because, you know, it's expected from you and you're trying. And so, you know, so I know I can, like, saying things on the bench like uh, talking about myself because you know because the young guys look up to me and uh, as two leaders so we have to just stay with that and and it's not about that at all I don't think it you know I just playing out for the season that's only what I'm thinking and and I'm just trying to do my best you know to put our team to the playoff but the fact is Hurdle has come on strong he's got four goals in his last two games he looks like he is ready to score more this is not going unnoticed by the captain yeah it does I mean Every, every player in this league goes through ups and downs. and um, When he's hot, man, he's, he's so good and so important for our team. And, uh, that goal in Columbus, I think, was a big goal for him to, to just let him feel good, good about his game and, and about himself. And I mean, tonight it looked like he had about 20, 30 pounds lifted off him. And it was good to see the puck go in the net for him. How important was uh, Eric's uh, goal there, you know, down 3-1? Yeah. Big goal. Um, we'll have to see the replay, how he got that breakaway. I think he came out of the box. and. Just fortunate that I ended up in my stick, but uh, massive goal for him to, to put that one in, gave us some energy and brought some energy back into the building. Um, I know it wasn't a sellout, but I thought our fans were really good tonight. And the other thing that Couture talked about was the importance of the win. I mean, that was not one of those ones where it was just some ho-hum come-from-behind game. 
You are coming off of two straight losses, back in your house, starting off an important homestand. You fall behind 3-1. You have the composure, the skill, and the ability to come back and win it. That's a big one, yeah. Um, feels good right now. After a, uh, a tough end to our road trip there, um, game, uh, both games, I think, the, that we lost on that road trip, we uh, there's a, a sour t- taste left in our mouth a little bit. So, um, you know, down 3-1, could have gone either way there. And, uh, proud of the way that we stuck with it. You know, Logan says that it could have gone either way right there when you're down 3-1. It could turn into a blowout game. It could turn in just to a game where you don't have much response at that point. You play uber conservative just to not get blown out. I mean, that was not a foregone conclusion that the Sharks were A, going to have the fight to get back into it, or B, that they would be able to come back and win that game, especially when you compare that to the last couple of years. Head coach Bob Bugner. Yeah, I think so. I think that, uh, um, you know, certain guys that have been on different pages, and I thought that, uh, you know, we've done a pretty good job of handling the ups and downs of games and um, and the schedule. Uh, um, you know, I, I talked about this this morning. I think it stung a little bit, the Columbus game, but we talked about how important every point is and, and uh, um, you know, and, and this homestand is. And uh, I'm proud of the guys because, uh, um, you know, we've played a lot of hockey and a lot of travel. And, uh, you know, to start a week off against the Flames, one of the hottest teams in the league, I think is a, it's a big two points for us. And, you know, um, we'll feel good about it tonight. But tomorrow we got to get back here and, and uh, you know, another day against another team, good team coming in on Wednesday or sorry, Thursday. And a lot of that, of course, is the fight that the team has shown this year, which Shaden Hill commented on after the win. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it just uh, shows how tight-knit our locker room is. I mean, guys did a great job. Uh, being down 3-1, we easily could have shut her down. But uh, we came together as a group and uh, found a way to get a huge two points tonight. A huge two points. Those words are not spoken lightly, nor are they interpreted lightly, because we all know it was big. They know it was big. And now the question of momentum again comes into play as the Sharks try to carry this over from one game to the next. And they have a very, very tough challenge ahead of them in Minnesota on Thursday night or against Minnesota. The challenge is in Minnesota. That's a weird way of saying it. I'll try and work on my terminology. Uh, But if we do look at the division standings right now for Minnesota, they are at the front of the Central. They are 18-6-1, 37 points. That's one of the best records in this NHL season. So they are definitely going to be a challenge. But the good news, you feel like the Sharks can pretty much take on anyone at this point of the season. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will be back with you all on Friday morning for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.